We decided that we would make like a six-week road trip, and we decided to head through Mexico. Figured that would be kind of an adventure. We spent months actually mapping out an itinerary that we thought would be fun and exciting. We packed camping gear, all of our music, camera that my mother had given me. My girlfriend packed her jewelry, and when we were packing up our car, we actually strapped a whole bunch of bags to the roof of the car. And about a half hour into our trip, the bags flew off on the highway going around 60 or 70 miles an hour, causing about an eight-car pileup as the sort of opening volley of our trip, which was not necessarily a good sign. We caused a lot of mayhem, and we learned our lesson, and we felt like from here on in, it has to be smooth sailing. So we got in the car, and then we, we hit the border of Mexico. We drove straight down the Baja Peninsula. We camped along the way. We sort of were looking for the perfect, beautiful spot. When I was neurotically planning my trip, I had bought this book that was about camping in Mexico. When I got it, it turned out it wasn't about camping in Mexico. It was about doing RV camping in Mexico. There was one spot that in the RV camping guide it said, don't go here because the road is too rough. There's no electricity. There's nothing to hook up to. And so we decided that was a place that we were going to go. It was beautiful. It was paradise. We spent like seven days there. So we decided that in order to stay on our schedule, it was time to, to keep going. And so after two weeks or so of tootling around Baja with not a, not a care in the world, we headed over to mainland Mexico. We're driving along was essentially a four-lane highway. We're driving in a Toyota. Hey, babe, what was, our, what was the car? A Camry? Yeah. Yeah, um, with California license plates. It's the middle of the day, speeding along, having a good old time. We both really need to pee at about the same time. So we decided to pull over the side of the road and, you know, take care of our business. My girlfriend has this technique where she would open up the front door and the back door at the same time to create a little sort of enclosed space where she would squat. I got out and went around to the, the fence on the side of the road. All of a sudden, I looked over and I saw a truck that was heading towards us was actually slowing down as it was approaching us, which seemed very strange to me, but it came to a stop about, I don't know, 20 feet behind our car, and all of a sudden these two dudes jumped out of it, both with guns in their hands. One of them kind of ran straight at me, and the other one ran around the corner to where my girlfriend was. They were yelling in Spanish, and it was too fast for me to understand what, what was going on. The guy, he was, uh, he was short, he was skinny, and he had a very scared look in his eyes, which kind of freaked me out, and he had a pistol in his hand. I looked at him confused. He said, Dami los llaves, like, give me your keys, and I had the car keys in my hand. He cocked the gun, and he pointed it straight at me. And it was the first time I'd ever had a gun pointed at me. I said, okay, and I, I gave him, I tossed the keys over to him. He grabbed the keys, and it was a whole bunch of keys, and he sort of was nervously kind of shaking. He was going through them, and he came over to me and made me point out to him which was the specific key to start the car. They both jumped in the car, closed the door, turned on the ignition, and peeled off in a U-turn, heading back in the other direction. The truck, which there was one guy still in the truck, they also peeled off in a U-turn. So my girlfriend and I were, were left standing on the side of the road in flip-flops and shorts. We had five pesos on us. All of this vital information which we brought with us because we were moving to our new home was all in the car. No cell phone, no nothing. Both me and my girlfriend kind of stood there in silence for a few seconds just watching it drive off into the distance. My girlfriend started getting upset first. We held on to each other. We made sure that we, we, were, we were okay. It was... The first feeling was sort of a sense of shock, like that couldn't have actually possibly just happened. And then she said, maybe they'll come back. 
Right across the road, there was one of those sort of emergency boxes with like a button you could push to call for help. So we ran across the highway, pushed the button, and nothing happened. Pushed the button again, and nothing happened. It was a broken box. So I started sticking my thumb out, trying to see if somebody would stop and pick us up. And cars just zoom by, zoom by, zoom by. And then my girlfriend took over and started waving her arms at this truck that was going by, and it immediately stopped for her. He decided to drive us to the nearest toll booth. In the toll booth, people called the cops for us. The federales show up, and they have us get in the car with them. And we drive up and down the highway, kind of seeing if we can see anything. After a while, it becomes clear that they know that they're not going to find anything, but they're kind of doing it to make us feel better about ourselves. The car was gone, and it wasn't coming back. We don't have an ATM card. We don't have any checks. We don't have any, you know, we don't have anything, any way to, to get money. We were starting to get to know the two federales a little bit. What one of them decides to do is he buys an international phone card on his dime so that we can call home and try to get money. We called my father. He wasn't home. We called my mother. She wasn't home. We called a few other friends. Uh, we made probably about four or five calls. We were kind of freaking out. You know, as each person did not pick up, we started to freak out a little bit like we were really going to be stuck here. Finally, we got through to her father, who was home. So we had my girlfriend's father wire about $1,000 to this random Mexican cop in this town and hope for the best. We decided to buy the first ticket that we could to Tijuana, fly to Tijuana. We caught a taxi to the border. It was like Friday night at like 11 o'clock at night. We were walking in with all of these drunk teenagers from San Diego who had spent the night in Tijuana and were making their way back. We showed up at Border Patrol. There was kind of a fat white guy with a mustache, and he just like was stamping people through, and he looked at us with a blank stare. He like looked at me, he looked at her, and then he looked at me, and he said, okay, fine, go. And then we just walked across the border, and we were back in, in America. After I got a new phone, it was still with my same old phone number. So for a couple of days after I got my phone back, I would get these random phone calls from Mexico with Mexican phone numbers, and I'd pick up, and there would be somebody speaking in Spanish asking about the coyote. And I realized as soon as all of our stuff was stolen, it was put into the whole black market of smuggling people back across the border into America. And so me and my girlfriend have a joke now that there is undoubtedly a Mexican Robert Harris and a Mexican version of her who have started a whole new life in San Diego with a passport and a social security card and all the documentation you need to start your new life in America. So snappers, the next time you go bothering the good people of Mexico with your little joy riding and such, do not defile their country on the side of the road. Please, relieve yourself in the designated areas. Many thanks, though, to Rob Harris for sharing his story. It was produced by Anna Sussman. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.